L-O-P in the building. My life been a movie, I should have filmed it. Nicely with the pen game, pops taught me to spit game. Get your cameras ready, we heavy catch when I'm in frame. Product, opinionated, but I'm coming through smooth with it. I be kicking back, you could Google it. Bring a block to the booth, he the truth, just another lane lock. I'm a Crown Heights legend, still repping the same block. Whoa. You are now listening to the Life of Product podcast. Yeah, what up, what up, man? It's the boy Product. You are now rocking with the Life of Product podcast. First and foremost, I want to say thank you to everybody. This is the very first episode, and I know I've been advertising this on social media for a while, but you know I had to get the business right. I had to get things going, man. So you know, welcome aboard to the show. Um, originally I was going to do this show about entertainment, but I had a dope ass conversation with somebody the other day and we was talking about some real romance shit, man. And, and I felt like with everything going on with the pandemic, with black lives matter, this is a very unpopular opinion. This is something that a lot of black men in particular, we don't talk about and we don't really touch this. So me growing up in, in, in Brooklyn, New York, you know, I moved around a little bit, went back to Brooklyn, went to Jersey. I'm in Brooklyn all the time. And this is an issue that has always bothered me. So my unpopular opinion for this very first episode, blood and crip and fucked up New York City. And it's crazy because I got friends that's blood. I got cousins that's crip. I got a couple of my mans that's crip. But blood and crip and fucked up New York City. And I stand by that. You know, whoever don't like it, fuck it. Don't fucking like it. It's my opinion. This is my fucking show. So I remember way back in like the 90s, I would say like the late 90s, I started seeing Bloods and Crips in like late 96 going into early 97. And I, and before that, I heard a, a rumor that there was Bloods and Crips in South Carolina and I didn't believe the shit. Then there was rumors that a couple top Bloods and Crips guy got locked up in Rikers. They was like moving drugs back and forth or whatever niggas was doing. I don't fucking know. But boom, fast forward. I was a, a freshman in high school. I used to go to Wingate and shit before I actually moved out of town. So I did my freshman year in Wingate. I remember going to school and they was having some shit called Blood Friday. Now, a lot of people know Crown Heights had a lot of bloods and shit. So Blood Friday became a thing. So if you wanted to get initiated, you had to wait already. You had to troop up and do shit. I remember a lot of bloods was, they was uh, slicing faces with razors. That was a thing and shit. It got so bad. I remember coming out of school one day and it was me and a couple of my friends and shit. We still walked the same way or whatever because they lived on like by Eastern Parkway. So we came out of school one day, middle of the afternoon. It's like 2.30 in the afternoon. One side of the street all blue, one side of the street all red. There was like 50, 60, 70 kids on each side of the street jumping on cars, fucking light poles. There was about 20, 30 cops in the middle of the shit. So a couple of my friends I was with, they wanted to stay. They wanted to watch the fight. You know what I'm saying? Being nosy being nosy and shit. I wasn't with it. I was like, nah, fuck this. Let me, let me chew back the crown street. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm out. So blood and cripping, in my opinion, it kind of fucked up New York city. I remember I knew a kid, right? And this is a true story. I knew a kid named Stanley, right? I'll give you, let me give y'all an example. So Stanley was a good ass fucking kid, good kid, like, like nice grades and shit, everything. Never got in trouble. Fucking wore glasses. He was like a low-key nerd. You know what I'm saying? He's fucking Stanley. <laughs> Stanley's not a tough... That's not a tough guy name. Who, 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 what tough guy you ever knew named Stanley? All the Stanleys I ever knew was nerds, fat. You know what I mean? No, I'm not fat-shaming nobody. I'm just saying. Like, they wasn't like... They, they wasn't getting it in. They wasn't getting it popping. So, but Stanley was a pushover, and you could tell he was one of those kids that he just wanted to be tough one day. He wanted to be a part of something. So, I remember one day... Chilling outside of school. It's like spring. We got hoodies on. It's not cold. It's not hot. But we chilling. Stanley walks up in all red. So 
one kid was like, damn, B, that's 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 how we rocking now. And I remember we watched Stanley walk off and it was like 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 a head uh, older dude, like 20 something years old. Mind you, we in high school, a dude like 20 something years old walks up it's Stanley and like five, six, seven other kids. And Stanley came back, started flagging a week later. I guess he was initiated in. So, you know, we, we already had gangs in New York. We had fucking um, Deceps and shit. There was clicks all over every hood from, from Crown Heights to Best out of East New York and shit. So I remember when I was a kid, my pops used to tell me stories about Tomahawks and, and all these other gangs that used to be in New York. So we, we already had gangs. But adding that whole stigma of, of blood in the crypt kind of like it added like a whole different vibe, like the energy change. You know what I'm saying? New York was already wild. We was already wild in the fucking hood. By doing that, it just brought a different set of energy to the streets. You know what I'm saying? And I, and I, and like I said, this is, this is my opinion. People could disagree. They could get mad at it or whatever. But once the blood in the crypt started, started, I feel like the morality of the streets change, like the morality change, man. And, and I'm, I'm pretty sure there's a lot of people that's going to agree with me on this. The morality change, man. Like I started seeing more robberies. I started seeing more like X, Y, Z. And you got to ask yourself like, okay, me personally, right. I'm a black man. I'm a father. You know what I'm saying? I'm a businessman. Yeah. I'm from the hood, but I still had to go through trials and tribulations for growth. Now, as a black man, if you disagree with this, I want you to ask yourself if you're a father and you're a black man and you're of a certain age. Right. First of all, you should not be trying to fucking get initiated into no gang if you're 25 and older. You know what I'm saying? And, and it, look, I fucking said it. I don't give a fuck. I don't like it. You 25, 30 years old trying to get initiated in gang bang. You fell, my G. You fucking you fucking fell. It is what it is. But that's my opinion. <laughs> so. With, with that being said, if you're a black man, you're a father, right? And, and you out here, you, you get it in, you gangbanger, right? And that shit look cool. Your son, you put your son or your sons into it, right? Your son gets shot. Your son go to jail. Your son get jumped. He get fucked up. That's your fault. How you feeling about that? You know what I'm saying? Like, like really, really, really ask yourself, right? To, to any father right now, right, that's listening to the shit. If, if you was doing your thing in the hood, and say if you have a kid and your kid is 10 years old, 11, 12 years old, are you going to be cool with your son going into this shit? You know what I'm saying? Because the shit come with, it come with consequences. It come with a lot of, I, I know dudes that had very, very bright futures and they didn't get to live up to that future because they started game banking and they started blood in the cripping. So in, in my unpopular opinion, blood in the cripping kind of fucked up New York city. Look, look at the narrative of, of hip hop. Like, I fucking love hip-hop. You know what I'm saying? I love hood music. I don't care if you're rapping about selling drugs. Just make this shit sound dope. You know what I'm saying? I'm not supporting selling drugs, but if you're going to rap about it, make that shit good. If you're going to rap about gangbanging, make that shit good. But on the flip side of the narrative, look at what it has done. Look at look at all the rappers coming up now. You know what I'm saying? Rappers getting killed in Brooklyn now. It's, it's looking like Chicago. You know what I'm saying? With, with the drill movement, a lot of them are connected. You know what I'm saying? This is not me... Uh, uh, Trying to criticize nobody. I, I ain't nobody father over here. I got my kids at home. But at the end of the day, as a grown man and as a black man, as a black man with a voice that is now creating a platform. And after this conversation that I recently had, I felt it was my du- my duty and I had to do my due diligence and really put this out there because this is some shit that might spark somebody's brain. Somebody might hear this a week from now, two weeks from now, it might save their life. Really think about it because we, we got to come on. We got a pandemic. 
we have a, a fucking pandemic. In, in 2020, you can literally die from touching some shit. You can die from, like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Motherfuckers is already dying from cancer, diabetes, sex and shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, all, you know, freak accidents, stress. Stress is, like, a very high percentage of a, a, a killer in the in the black community. You know what I'm saying? We 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 dying from eating bad. We 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 was raised up drinking Kool-Aid, fucking fried chicken, which I fucking love fried chicken. But these are the things that kill us, especially in the black community. So in 2020, with there being a pandemic, why are we adding all this extra shit? And on top of that, the cops is fucking killing us. They fucking us up. We're, we're, we're getting we're being systematically murdered right now in 20 fucking 20 we're being we're, listen to what i'm saying we are being systematically murdered in 2020 if you go into office right now and you go into a bank i'm sorry if you go into a bank right now and your credit is of a certain score and let's say a caucasian man goes into that bank and has the same score depending on what city and state you live in what the laws is like you might not get that loan he might get that loan over you there might be more uh, uh restrictions to your loan, your fucking uh, uh, your monthly payment might be three, four hundred dollars higher because we are being systematically murdered. And this is what the fuck y'all need to understand out here. So, yes, in my unpopular opinion, blood and encrypting fucked up New York City, fucked it up a lot. You know what I'm saying? It, it also it added a, a, un, a unwelcoming feel. Now, mind you, I've, I've been to L.A., I've been to the Bay Area, I've been to Oakland, I've been to San Francisco, I've been to um, San Diego, I've been to all these areas out in Cali, because I go to California a lot, a lot. I've been going to California since 2006, and I fucking love it out there. The gang culture out there, I've seen it, I've seen it firsthand, the gang culture out there is very different, you know what I'm saying? And what I, let me tell you something. All of the game members I've been around, because I've been around some real bangers in California. Shouts out to them because they show me fucking love. You know what I'm saying? And but their their culture, they're raising that shit. Everything from the hand signals to now. I'm not sitting here saying bangers in California is realer than New York. Not nah, because shit is real in New York. I'm from I'm from Crown Heights, my G. Shit is real. But their culture of it, it's a little more deeper than it is out here. You know what I'm saying? Kids are born into that shit. You know what I'm saying? I've, I've literally watched grown men out here in New York wait till he was like 32 years old and pick up a flag. All right, I'm a gangbang today. Go to fucking work, Manji. Go to fucking work. I, I said it. Go to work. Go go back to school. Go get your fucking degree online. Do that shit. But we have a pandemic in 2020. You know what I'm saying? In 2020, 2020 is so real. <laughs> 2020 is so fucked up, right? You could, you, could, you could go link with a shorty right now. You could strap up take it down. You can wake up the next day with a fucking fever and have 14 days left to live. That's how, that's how scary 2020 is, man. 2020 is, uh, it's been, it's been nothing but a downslope roller coaster, my G. Literally the fucking government is admitting that UFOs are real. This is how real 2020 is. This is how scary 2020 is. So back to, not to get off track, but back to what the fuck I'm saying, what, you know, like, with me going to the West Coast and seeing how game banging is out there, coming back out here, we didn't need blood and encrypting in New York. We we did not need that shit. We didn't. The streets was already crazy. We didn't need that shit. Also, you know, with the with the younger generation coming up, their morality factor is different. It's not as real as it was 
when my generation was coming up, when the generation before me was coming up, when my pops' generation was coming up, they was more for the community, even though niggas was crazy back then, but they was more for the community when you really think about it. This is why you got people like a Takashi could come out and claim blood, snitch on everybody, then say, oh, I wasn't really blood. I was I was just hanging around them, but you was carrying the fucking flag and you was bong, bong, bong. Not to talk about Takashi. I don't personally know that man. I don't agree with the things he does. But just to use him as an example, if you go to a city like Los Angeles or you go to Long Beach, that shit is not going to be accepted because the culture is different. So I remember when they first started Blood in the Crip in New York and it was like a flashy thing. It was it was more like, oh, look at me. I'm blood. I'm, I'm a super thug. It added that attachment to it. You know what I'm saying? And I remember I knew people who faces was getting sliced up. They was getting covered raises. That was a the thing. They was like, I'm going to eat your food, bong, 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 and shit like that. So blood and encrypting, it brought a very unwelcoming energy to our city. And I personally know a lot of good people that either got hurt from it or got caught up in it. And their lives are fucked up now. Because that wasn't the way to go. And I'm listen, I don't I don't like preaching to people. I just like like speaking my opinion because I keep it real. I'm a, I'm a fucking realist. And like I said, my first episode, I was actually gonna talk about sports and shit like that, you know, the NBA, no crowd. But after having this conversation with somebody a few days ago, this shit really sparked something in me because I feel like people really need to hear this. Not only the the, the young kids need to hear this stuff, the fucking adults need to hear this too because this is kind of, y'all kind of to blame because y'all allowed this shit. I said it. I fucking said it. So when Blood and Crypt first started in, in, in Brooklyn in the 90s, you know, New York City, just New York City because it's all over and ain't just in Brooklyn. I'm sorry. No no disrespect to the other four boroughs. I fucking love y'all. So when, when Blood and Crippin first started back in New York City back then, a lot of people were scared. They were fucking afraid. You can't tell me that they wasn't afraid. This this was some shit that we had never seen before in our city. You know what I'm saying? I, I remember seeing grown-ass men in their mid-20s, early 30s, scared of young boys like 16, 17, 18 years old that was flagging when they should have been checking these niggas. But at the end of the day, the strength in numbers. When you got 10... 15 little dudes flagging and, 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 and causing like noise and they bong, bong, bong. Grown man is going to be fucking afraid. I, I remember I remember being at a party. I, I'm i not going to say who party this because motherfuckers are probably listening to it. But I, this, that was a lit fucking party. I remember being at a birthday party one time in Brooklyn. And I got there early because I knew the DJ. I knew the people, bong, bong, bong. So I'm there while they setting up and everything like that. And I remember his son at the door was like, Talking tough, Jamaican kid, talking tough, like talking tough, scruffy face. Now, nah, fuck that. Anybody wanted boom, boom, boom. I remember about two hours into the party, I knew I knew some I knew some little dudes from Montgomery and they came to the door and he pressed son like he 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 herbed him. And nobody says herb no more, but he sunned him. He pretty much sunned him at the fucking door. And I'm like, wait a minute, you don't you don't got the same energy you had. Two, three hours ago, what the fuck happened? But like I said, people was afraid. But on the flip side, let's flip the coin real quick, right? I remember being in school and, and you know, like uh, teachers talking and we would have like talks about gang banging and getting caught up in the street. And they would say things like, you know, a lot of kids get caught up because they get caught up with the wrong crowd or they get caught up with gangs because they want protection. That shit is actually true. I never believed it until I actually seen it. I, I knew dudes who... They got smacked up growing up. 
dudes were sending them, sending them to the store. They was literally, they had no father at home. They had no older brother. I knew dudes who was only child, like an only child in the household. All they had was cousins that they didn't get to see that much. And they pretty much had to fend for themselves. So anybody that grew up in the hood, you know exactly what I'm talking about. I seen a lot of these dudes become gangbangers and start blood and start cripping and shit like that because they wanted something. They wanted camaraderie. They wanted brotherhood. And that shit offered them brotherhood. You understand what I'm saying? So it's on the flip side of it. I understand why they did it and I understand why they do it. So I can't 100 percent criticize these dudes for wanting to be a part of something, for wanting to be uh, 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 secure and know that ain't nobody going to fuck with me today. Because it's, yo, listen, listen, growing up in New York City, it's any given Sunday, meaning you could wake up, it could be a Tuesday, get dressed, you going to school, shit pop off as soon as you leave your building. You know what I'm saying? And I I remember days I took, I would come home from school and I would take a different route just to avoid crowds because I was always an introvert. I, I would fuck you up, don't get it twisted, I had hands, but I remember being so much of an introvert and just wanting to stay away from the drama and the fuckery, I would go a certain way home some days. If if I absolutely knew this was going to be going on, that was going to be going on, I would go a different way because at the end of the day, the best way to get out of trouble is to initially avoid that shit. So I get it. Like, I, I get it. Like, I understand why. Like, I, I but on the flip side of shit, where the fuck are our community leaders? Where are, where are the grown men? Because men, we're supposed to be leaders. We are. And some of us fall short. I, I've fallen short in my life of being a leader. But where the fuck are the grown men, the community leaders that 10, 15, 20 years ago were supposed to step up and say, we don't need the blood and crip. We're going to take care of this shit. Where the, where the fuck were they? Where? That's 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 my question, because I'm going to keep it real with you. I never saw that shit. When when Blood and Encrypted first started in New York City, I not once saw no community leaders come together, put together uh, 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 workshops. I didn't see nothing to put nothing together in the community and in, in my old hood saying we're going to save y'all. We're going to keep y'all from doing X, Y, Z. I never saw that shit. Maybe they did. I ain't see it. I'm sure it happened in other cities because, like I said, I, I used to go to I go to Cali a lot. And I've known people who have been a part of like community outreaches to keep kids from getting into gang banging. But when it come to my hood, when it come to Crown Heights in Brooklyn, I ain't never saw that shit in my life. You know what I'm saying? My personal uh, uh, opinion, if I was older during that era, that is something I would have tried to put together. But you can't save everybody. You can't. You got some some people just want to be for the rah-rah shit. They just want to do that. You know what I mean? Some motherfuckers is for the streets. Yes, I said for the streets. Like how y'all say females are for the streets, some of y'all dudes is for the streets too. On on on, on that level. You know what I'm saying? But that's that's something I've always thought about. I always said to myself, had there been Something or somebody or a group of people that would have come together at that time and really kept a lot of these young boys out of it. Because I know I know a lot of dudes who started blood and encrypting out of in jail right now. More than two hands full. And, and, and you know, shouts out to them. Maybe that's where they need to be. Because them being in jail right now might have saved their life and might have saved the lives of others. And it might have saved the well-being of other people from being corrupted because God works in mysterious ways. We all know this. We might not like how he's working, but he's working. You understand what I'm saying? So if, if there was something back then that could have got them all together, 
and put all these young boys in a room and said, you know what? Y'all don't got to be friends, but y'all damn sure don't got to be enemies. That would have saved their well-being. And there's, there's too many young kids growing up now in New York City that have this gang, gang, gang mentality. Real shit. So I remember before I moved out to Jersey, I lived in East. I actually lived in East New York twice. I fucking love East New York. Shouts out to East. East New York is my second home. I tell people all the time. Crown Heights is home. East New York is my second home. So I used, I remember I used to live on Belmont Berriman. I moved further down off Atlantic. I was on Sheridan. I was on the city line side. So this is how Brooklyn is. You go through the right block slash the right hood or the wrong block slash wrong hood. Soon as you walk out the house, you're going to see hands up in the air. Everybody throwing gang signs. That's that's what it is right now. That's the culture. You know what I'm saying? So growing up, like not growing, I'm sorry, not growing up in East New York, living in East New York, I saw that shit and I saw no community outreaches out there, but I've seen it and the shit is real. And as a father and having my sons in school in East New York, it's one of the scariest things every day with your kids going to school. And you know what I'm saying? Good thing about my sons, my sons ain't no punks. They ain't ain't no bitch in them. They handle their shit. But... Their strength in numbers, and a lot of these 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 factions they running they running clicks and crews, and you can't be there every day all day for your for your your kids. You're gonna have to work. They're gonna have to go to school. You don't want to embarrass them. And these are the things as a parent we have to worry about. But should we have to worry about that? Nah, we fucking shouldn't. Like a lot of that shit is unacceptable, and it should get stopped in the beginning. You gotta blame the parents too. Of, of the of the young kids that's entertaining the shit that's into the shit what what the fuck are those parents doing they sh- in my opinion those parents too should be held accountable because it's kind of their fault like you if as a certain age you see your son out here doing this you see him doing that and beat his fucking ass now a lot of pa- a lot of parents I've, I've had conversations with they don't agree with you know the the uh, uh the physical uh discipline of a child fuck that I'd, I'd rather beat my kid ass now and save his life and his freedom 10 years from now because that ass whooping might have been epic and it might have kept him out the streets and out of jail. But y'all ain't ready for that conversation. You know what I'm saying? But just my unpopular opinion. I feel like I feel like blood in the crib and really, really fucked up New York City. New, New York City has always been an ugly, beautiful city. It's beautiful on one side because we're so cultural. We have a mixture culture. We have people from all over the world. We have people from all over the Caribbean. We have so many outlooks of, of, of life. You're going to learn. That's that's the, the best thing about growing up in New York City. I learned shit, whether it was the streets or cultural shit. I learned shit. The bad side of it is the any given Sunday fact that you could walk out your crib right now and shit is popping off. You know what I'm saying? But uh, that's my unpopular opinion. I want to say thank you to everybody that joined me on the first episode of Life of Product Podcast. The LOP, baby. I'm out. Deuces.